everyone and welcome to the Videsi Gang podcast. Um, if you ever thought of moving to a new country, well, this is the right place to be because that's what this podcast is about. Um, I'm going to be having guests who are from different countries every episode and people who chose to move to a new country, completely away from their native country. We're going to talk about the logistical, the personal and the emotional side to moving to a new country. What changes inside you? What changes outside you? you know, what are the differences and similarities you observe moving to a new country? How do you prepare for things? How do you stay away from family? How do you cope with a new culture? And a lot more. It's going to be exciting, it's going to be educational, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So tag along. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the Videsi Gang podcast. significantly more relaxed and maybe girls do have what? what? because <laughs> <laughs> very abrupt timing scared me what do girls have? I, I mean they, I thought they had something I, mean, my, I feel very relaxed now with the candle maybe they do have something going for like you need the candle candles. thing? yeah because I'm always like ah, I'm a man I don't need candles I'm, I just have yeah, a machine that sneezes at me every five minutes <laughs> <laughs> that was a very expensive it's Mango like spinning flavor device. Makes <laughs> the scariest noise if you're not what? expecting it. He it's, has like a humidifier thing, yeah. but it spits out every few minutes and it makes a weird little like robotic sneeze noise. <laughs> <laughs> it scared Luca the first time he heard it. Like actually genuinely scared yeah, this, him. Like this big man. Just like, oh jeez. It is scary. It's abrupt. It's not. You don't expect it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's kind of a little bit scary like first thing in the morning like 6am and then it just like sneezes at you but, but, then, but then you get this like nice mango aroma around you. yeah it's nice it's a you really aroma. love mango I really yeah. love mango it coalesces with the smell of sangria soaked into his floor from when I spills it under yes, the bed. Yes, it's it's, it's it's like um, it's like, it, it, I've been pavlogged into loving mango <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay that uh, that is very interesting I'm glad I've never. It. I mean, you will love it in India. I we have a lot of it. mangoes there. Do you? Yeah, but man, do don't mangoes come from like Cambodia? Well, not all the mangoes. <laughs> they're not the only. They're like no every. We have mango. a monopoly on mangoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mangopoly. <laughs> Mangopoly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wanted to start the podcast. It's called with Desi, the with Desi gang. The Videsi Gang. The Videsi Gang gang, has everyone. Yeah. (laughs) We will try to refrain from any gang signs. So. (laughs) Even though we just call this a gang. (laughs) This is our own gang. This is a gang of everyone who is not in their native country right now. So. I'm just uh, inviting you guys, like, as the episode zero or one. I don't Mm -hmm. know. We're the, we're the pilot episode. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, you're the pilot episode. We're, you're going to show us to the networks and see if they pick us up. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> the two North Americans. I'm happy to be here. I was, yeah. I was really excited. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The Videsi Gang podcast. And um, so I have no idea <laughs> how to run podcasts. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of listening to podcasts and watching them. And I really wanted to do something. I was like, 
man, wouldn't it be nice mm-hmm. to see myself there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to watch just, yourself talking yeah, about things. Yeah, yeah, just be like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just really interested in uh, uh, hearing other people explain their experience, just share their experiences of how things go down when they... Mm-hmm. Because moving, moving to a new country is such a big thing. It's like... Yeah. It's life changing. Yeah, yeah. It's perspective changing too. It's like, yeah, of course, it changes your life, but it changes your life back home too. See, like you no longer yeah. see anything the same when you're. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seems so easy on like Instagram where people just like up and move. <laughs> and, no, really, like like people they just like I'm gonna move to Bali for a year. And it's like sounds amazing. <laughs> that easy? How? And like, how do you do it? Where'd how you get you, a visa? <laughs> but that I guess that kind of literally circles his background to where we're going to be talking about yeah. today yeah you can start us off with a question since none of us really know how to like no for sure well <laughs> to everyone who's watching i'm ankit uh hopefully you guys your host illustrious host. <laughs> yeah. so i'll be regular here um you will be hearing this voice every episode hopefully lucky you um and yeah today we have james and connor uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Sorry, <laughs> too excited. Yeah, too getting excited. wet already. Um, but yeah. Uh, so let's start alphabetically. I would say, Connor, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, why you came here, and what is your usual weekend like? Oh, again, this is like. Are we talking like pre-quarantine weekend or like lockdown weekend? Yeah, because we all have the same weekends right now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I would say. Well, I mean, maybe it's been like an ideal pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideal. ideal pre-COVID. Let's yeah, let's okay. let's be positive. Yeah. This yeah. episode, let's yeah. let's give there's, away there's wipes, which are like no masks. Yeah. There's too much yeah. going on with COVID. Let's just let's just pretend that we're not in COVID. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah. We're. Have, having this break check law to get here <laughs> we're not supposed to be fraternizing oh, um, so yeah we're not um, breaking any laws uh, they live with me mm-hmm. that's 100% true in my building yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. in the same building yeah that's a very long building yeah it's uh, yeah okay a couple kilometers <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah so yeah um, my name is Connor I am from Vancouver BC Canada uh, <laughs> Van City Gang um <laughs> <laughs> we are in gangs now. Um, I came to Prague to do my master's degree in international security studies. Um, before that, I was a restaurant manager and bartender for a very long time in a lot of Vancouver venues. Um, yeah, I came in to do my master's degree in security studies because I was thinking, you know, I can't afford to do that sort of thing in North America, even with scholarships. Um, even with, you know, like cheaper education in Canada, it still was not really feasible. And Vancouver is a very expensive place anyway. So I studied here on, on study abroad in 2015 and I, you know, I loved it. It was great. I made a lot of connections. I came to, back to Charles University, different faculty than West Elba, studied at the first time. Uh, and I got a job. I made some friends. Um, uh, not to like lead into it too much, but I met James through the program as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and... Uh, it's it's been it's been a good two and a half years so far um i guess my ideal weekend like pre-covid would be 
You know, I would probably like a, like a very casual Sunday, like maybe like like a nice walk, like even just down to the grocery store, and just like and like feel like I'm doing something other than school or work. <laughs> or and because it gets you into a rut. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I like to have that time where I feel like a, as an adult I am accomplishing something so that my dad doesn't yell at me. <laughs> but also I don't have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> but like then like I would like to have like like maybe like like I definitely ideal would have like six or seven buddies over and we just like have a couple beers, you know, watch some movies or bros play bros. Bros, bros, bros being together, yeah. dudes being dudes. Du- du- dudes being dudes, guys being guys, you know, like um I you know, I love restaurants and bars, so I would love to go to like some cool bar that we've never gone to. Forgotten what that's like. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But um I guess that would be an ideal Sunday uh Saturday and then well maybe even Sunday too. Depends on our school schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but now I guess we're adults. School gang. Work. Yeah. But no, that would be it. Just like, you know, being anti-social through the week, you want to be social at the weekend. And that was my ideal. I always cherish the time I had off because I was, you know, restaurant life doesn't leave for being social. Um, but yeah, gathering up the time that you missed with your friends would be the ideal way to spend it. And if I had a dog, I'd have a, I'd have a dog involved too. I had, I had one in Vancouver. It's very cute. Hello, Oliver. Um, yep. Hey, Oliver. <laughs> um, I think that's yeah. That's that's enough about me for now. Okay. Um, I'm gonna break the third wall. Should I look at you? No, you can look at the me. Camera. <laughs> no, you can look at me. Okay. I just uh, clear one thing by here. We are in Prague. We're in Czech Republic. Yes, I forgot yes, to yes, mention yes. that. Um, Exact yeah. address and phone number. <laughs> we're all, yeah, we're all in Prague in the Czech Republic. For those who don't know, it's in Central Europe. It's it's a pretty small country. It's not super big. Um, people here are different. That <laughs> kind is... of the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so um, my name is James. Uh, I'm from Savannah, Georgia, which most people don't know where that is if you're like not from the states or north america you have no idea you know atlanta that's a big airport it is but there's more to georgia um so i'm basically the other side of the continent from connor (laughs) just like you get vancouver and savannah's the southeast coast hot humid you know exactly the opposite (laughs) um I was interested in coming to Europe from a very, very young age because my mom is from Sweden. She was born and raised in Stockholm. Um, I have family there still. My grandmother is full-blown Northern Swedish. My grandfather's American. Full-blown. Yeah, well, she's like this big. She's heavy. She's she's tiny blown. (laughs) But, um, you know, I knew kind of from early on because both my grandmother, my aunt, and my mother all came from Sweden to the United States to study abroad and ended up meeting their respective husbands mm-hmm. and mm. it sort of became like a tra- almost a tradition, I guess. So I went to study abroad in 2015 as well, but I was in Ireland learning nothing uh, and <laughs> having a really good time. <laughs> and I uh, came to Prague then, probably, you know, was like within walking distance of Connor at the mm-hmm. time, which is funny, but loved Prague, thought it was a really cool city, um, the architecture, like the nightlife, the just the price of everything. Like yeah. we'll talk about it's that, I guess, cheap. later. Yeah, yeah. It's affordable. Um, so it was huge on my radar. You know, went back to college, finished. I had a, I did political science and rhetoric and French. And um, that sort of segued into international security because I really liked international relations. And 
I chose international security essentially because I got into Charles University out of the five places I applied. This is the first one that was like, you're in, come. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. <laughs> and like Connor said, it's a lot cheaper. Um, I'm not going to talk actual numbers, but significantly less than it would yeah, have yeah, taken. Yeah. We will talk actual yeah. numbers. Yeah. A lot okay. less, a lot less than what I would have paid in, in Georgia even. Like Emory, the top school there, masters would have been like 25K a semester. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. Yeah. That's US dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's absurd. Um, so yeah, I graduated and then came here and then orientation day, I met Connor. We sat next to each other. Um, like the third person yeah, we met. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we've been friends ever since. Then we moved in together. But, well, okay, weekends. Okay, so Wait, that's how I got No, here. how did you, you guys met in the class? Like No, we, in orientation, before even it had begun. We were yeah. sitting next to each other when they were giving us our information pamphlets. So you've been together since the day one. Yeah. It's literally yeah. since day one, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> is nice. pretty fun. Um, awesome. Perfect weekend for me would usually involve you know hanging out with Connor and our boys. We had a we had a group of six of us that were pretty tight knit first semester, yeah. and we all met within yeah. like a week of each other. Exactly, yeah. and we had a nice little group message. You know, just drinking, cooking together, watching stuff. Um, yeah, the cooking. But I also like <laughs> I'm really like to ride my bike. So you know, my perfect weekend day would be like rel not early because I'm not insane, but relatively early bike ride, like 11 a.m. You know, everybody's going to be like, that's not early. But, you know, <laughs> when you wake up at 10, that is kind of early. Yeah. Um, you know, long bike ride, like two hours, come back, shower, relax for a few hours, and then hang out. Your body is, like, excited to drink alcohol and eat food <laughs> after you've exercised, and you feel like you can do more both. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's nice. I miss, uh, right now it's cold and gray, and it gets dark at 4 o'clock, so yeah, <laughs> it's a little less beneficial. It's the sad time. It's SAD, right? Yeah. Summer, yeah. no. What is it? S. What? What is the full form of SAD? What? I don't know. Something, sad, something. Sad autumn depression? Is it that? That's just the same Seasonal. Seasonal? Seasonal uh, autumnal depression? Yes. Know. Something like that. Sure. Something like that. That sounds smart to me. Yeah. It is. It is. It's <laughs> seasonal depression. I don't know the A part, but it is... Um, it's yeah, a lot of people are yeah. really sad. Especially people like us who are from really sunny places. Where yeah, it's like exactly. Never dying. So yeah. I'm perfectly fine. This yeah. is great. <laughs> it's just not raining. Which yeah. Is what messes with me? There's very, there's very little weather here. I know. It's it's just miserable. There's no thunderstorms. This is still not as bad as it could be, like in Russia or somewhere. Oh else. yeah, we have colors like yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaves on was, trees and stuff. Well, the golden hours are really good yeah, yeah. when they, when it's sunny. It's beautiful. It looks nice. Mm -hmm. I just miss weather. I miss rain and lightning and thunder. Mm. I miss feeling small. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess I that's that too. my weekend and the reason I'm here. Uh, I don't want to go into too much because we'll start getting into other questions. No, no, but, for sure. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you not going to talk about how you got here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I was like, yeah, I guess I should because not everyone who's listening might know me. Um, so yeah, um, I'm from Mumbai. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I was born and brought up in Mumbai, and um, I was studying computer science. Uh, I did after my tenth grade in India. You have two options. You can either go for your junior college which is 11th and 12th grade or you can go for a diploma which very few people go for but i was like huh is it expensive why why not because then you decide what you want to do oh you have to since like, 11th grade oh damn that's because it's just a one major pressure. yeah 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 <laughs> okay so i was like damn okay uh, i was really sure for no reason or for some reason i i loved computers 
and uh, yeah i thought why not just go for it it's cheaper and uh, it was easier to get into good colleges because there was less competition mm-hmm. so i just applied for it i did my diploma in computer science and then after my diploma i did my bachelor's in technology in uh, information technology also from mumbai which was a really big it was one of the biggest universities in mumbai what are we talking student body wise population oh huge, well right? we had like um six branches of engineering and uh, three two buildings for management like mbas two for arts for commerce like accounts uh, and all of that and uh, some linguistic phd's humanities and all and it was like the whole campus was like 12 square kilometers the or something the scale of everything like, in mumbai just huge. blows my mind yeah I, it's huge yeah. That, that, that doesn't help me picture how big it, it is it blows my mind uh, <laughs> i can't picture that sort of thing imagine like like in one class we had um I think 100 and in one division like I was doing information technology so in my stream we had per year 150 students and mm-hmm. we had six of those for every year and uh, then we had you can just multiply that for an MBA we had like there were three courses for those yeah. and the same 150 for that and then we have living quarters like 10 buildings it's not super big compared to america because you guys have a lot of real estate yeah. mumbai is so like densely yeah, populated yeah. there's not space there's no space for anything but um it's it's called kj sumaya like a lot of people who are in mumbai must know it it's 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 huge it's probably one of the biggest like campus spaces in uh, our state and uh, yeah after i i i was really good there i was i was getting like 9 pointers good boy and uh, <laughs> No, I was I was doing good at grades, and I, I was like co-writing a book on Java with my professor. Um, I did like industrial collaborations for my master, like my final projects, and all of my faculty was hoping that I'm gonna do, like I will make them proud, get mm-hmm. like a really good salary so they can boast about me, and then in the last like the last year I just bailed out. I went to my placements professor and I was like I want to just I want to take a gap year I don't want to do anything I want I'm thinking of pursuing a career in media and everyone was like no but yeah all that um yeah a lot of people were disappointed in college my parents were really supportive I took a gap year I tried doing some photography on the side I yeah it, it all went really well mm-hmm. and I then came here to study filmmaking because um I just thought that would that was a smooth transition from for visual storytelling for from photography to filmmaking. And uh, yeah, now I'm here and now I have a job in animation and computer <laughs> like game development. So, I guess it all tied up together really well. I'm really glad I did my degree because or else I would <laughs> I would be nowhere. And <laughs> I I'd, I'd I would have lost such a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been which which month did you guys come here? I got here September 2018. Yeah, September 2018. 2018. Yeah, so I came here September 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys uh came here one year before me. Yeah. Uh you need to do your weekend thing, but I guess we should just discuss why Prague specifically. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. next question. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't care about my weekend. My weekend's pretty chill. I don't do much. I just watch. Well, I just watch stuff. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's my next question. Is how old were you when you came here, and why? Why Prague? Like for the first time? Yeah. Or not like, like for the to course. move here. Yeah, okay. to move here. To move here. Well, I was twenty five. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that was like the like pivotal year. Like start. I need to do something now. Because <laughs> like, like, I was pretty happy with where I was at in Vancouver. Like I had a, well, more or less happy. I was I had a great job at a at a really big restaurant, like a big one. I think it was the second largest in Canada, and like it was paying all right. And then I was like, you know, I need to do something with my life, and I knew I wanted to move to Europe for mm-hmm. at least a little while, a big portion of my life, and. I had this connection to Prague for a very long time, like like one of the first places I came to in Europe. Um, I have like extended family that are Czech or have connections to Czechoslovakia in a way. Mm. Um, and, I, and I mean Czechoslovakia because they they, they, they they were from Czechoslovakia yeah. at the time. No offense to it's anyone. Not, it's not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not confusing it. Like, communist? Like they, they left Czechoslovakia in like 1986, so it was Czechoslovakia at the time. Mm. Um, we believe you. We have no reason to not believe you. Yet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I, I, I knew, I, I knew a little bit of the language already. I, I knew I had some contacts at the university, and I got a pretty sweet like part-time job right out of the gate as well with the university. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was nice coming back. It, it was it felt familiar. Um, You've been here before many like, times. Many when, times. How many times? Like, and do you were you familiar with Prague? Like. Yeah. Right. As a city, you knew how to get around. He was around already showing us around here. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I already knew where things were. Like I was, I made friends and I took them on like, like little pub crawls. And, okay. Um, like our favorite place to eat is, is like, like I took you guys first. Yeah. Like this place Fact is amazing, and hmm. I was right clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. yeah I just I I've been here like I think I came came to Prague for the first time in two thousand and eleven. I think. Um, what age would that make you? I was like eight, 17, 18. I was in grade okay. 12. Um, it was <clears> on a trip I organized through history class at school. But yeah, um, I, I picked Prague because it was familiar and I, I knew I wanted to come back. It was, I was first accepted to the University of Glasgow for their program. Um, it was the, 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 the UK? program? Yeah. Sorry? Was it the IMSIS program? Or yeah, the IMSIS program. program. The, the like rival to our program. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And I just decided that, like, I knew that I knew the quality of teaching at Charles University, and I said, "Well, I I know them better. I might as well just go to Czech. I know the process already." Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm kind of glad I chose Czech because you know that whole Brexit thing that we're not going to talk about too much. Um, <laughs> controversial. Controversial. Topic. But uh, uh, yeah, the, it, the decision was simple for me, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Felt like home a little bit. What about you? Uh, I applied to four schools like i applied to Uppsala in sweden that was my top choice okay. mostly because i've got family in stockholm oh, which yeah. is like an hour and a half mm-hmm. or whatever from Uppsala. been nice good school great didn't get it it's small um i think it took like 14 people a year 14 yeah it's yeah, insanely it's small really good school. For, yeah. it's a master's program yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it makes makes sense master's yeah. is like also you're right next to <clears throat> copenhagen too you get access to the copenhagen mm-hmm. school like little to the copenhagen yeah. school and uh, I think I applied to Utrecht uh, University in the Netherlands, which is another good school. Yeah. But 
Charles University was I think the cheapest and it had yes. the widest range of topics of mm-hmm. courses. Like you would look at most things and they'd be very specific. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, financial security or like this kind of security. And then here it was everything from space security to cybersecurity to like I mean everything in between. And I really appreciated that because I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. I knew I wanted to work in international politics and security. But beyond that, it was like, I don't even know where to begin. Do I want to work for the UN? Do I want to work for like peacekeeping? I thought I wanted to do peacekeeping monitoring, mm-hmm. like the guys that monitor the operations. Yeah. So that's why I did my thesis on in undergrad. And I just, there was a bunch of classes for that. You know, there's a whole bunch of like UN and peacekeeping. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all, they offered a bunch of courses. Like, this seems like a no brainer. Like, I'm going to go here. And like I said, I'd come here before in 2015. It was a fun time. I went to I went to Lucerna, and like <laughs> yeah, it was really it was oh, good. No. You know, I was young. It was fine then. Yeah. And you know, I just realized that like it's affordable. It's not like cheap. I don't feel like I'm in some poor country, but it's just everything is like adjusted a little bit. It's yeah. Just reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extremely reasonable. They're not looting, and the yeah. uh, currency is not super inflated. So no. it's uh. No, it's just a things are good. good country. <laughs> so for you, it was I would would you say it was more about it things being familiar that brought you here that yeah. maybe have given Prague an up well, higher. Price was naturally like a secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. price, of course, yeah, but because like I think the amount that our tuition cost us was about like sixty percent of what a master's would be in Canada, mm. which is like you know. That's still pretty cheap compared to yeah. what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's still money that I don't have, and also that I'd have to like live in Vancouver as well. And cost of living was was literally like double, almost three times as much. Your parents Vancouver. were kind of out of the city, right? So you can't just yeah. commute from home. It was like a thirty minute, uh, well, forty five minute commute all the time. And here it was like you waltz out of bed and yeah. like <laughs> get on the like, tram. Yeah, get on the tram. Yeah. That were like the tram. The tram pass costs like. Like three thousand, yeah, yeah that's, that's what. How many dollars? Is I think that? it was like sixty something bucks for. It's yeah, for students for it's for super students. cheap. Yeah, yeah. For it was a like seventy five Canadian bucks for a Insane. whole year. Insane, that's yeah. so cheap. Yeah. yeah, whereas like I like a, a three zone pass in Vancouver was two hundred Canadian bucks. Like that's for a year. No, for a month. For a month? Yeah, a month. absurd. That's yeah. New York insane. Is like that too. Yeah, oh, no. so there's 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 major caveats to like. Yeah, yeah, I picked it for because of the field, but I mean, it was pretty <laughs> easy decision when I'm looking at my bank account. And, like, <laughs> and I had managed to live here for a whole year and a half without with with like a little bit of income from this part time job, mm. which was like maybe like rent that I covered. Mm. And I managed to live here for like a, like a year and a half yeah. on just on savings, which is amazing. You wouldn't be able to do that anywhere else. No. Yeah, you can't. Well, you could if you well, to like. Just, you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't get the education that we were getting yes. plus live off of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how much would you rate on the Han, like Czech Republic or Prague affordability scale? Affordability out of 10? Like, yeah. What is one like? I would say one would be like well, that could be- Ivy League, like American colleges, which okay. is like not at all affordable. Yeah. Like 100,000 or something a okay. year. Like, like, like university affordability? Or just yeah, in yeah, general? Yeah. Like, as a student, living as a student, like, if you're moving, because for me, I was getting, I was going to go to, uh, like, Rochester or somewhere, like, to study for my master's. Mm-hmm. And, Rochester uh, IT? Yeah. Good school. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 
uh, that was insane. It was yeah. fifty thousand per semester, yes, I think. I know. And um, that's <laughs> not. That's, that's like. I had a hockey scholarship for, for Rochester IT, and I didn't take it. Would <laughs> <laughs> that have been a two-year program or? What? Yeah, yeah, two-year. So, so <clears throat> for me, that was on an affordable affordability scale. I would put that on a one because yeah, yeah. I cannot no, afford no. that. It's it's just you don't have to think about other people, just like personally, and ten would be like public. Like yeah, you have to pay just taxes. Community college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Germany. Yeah. I put this yeah. in like a, a strong seven or an eight. Because like there's very few places I could think where you could get the same level of Quality. education and call like uh, what's it called? Your living quality of yeah. living is great here. Hmm. Yeah, I'd put it in at a firm seven. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. you get really good schooling, you get like reasonable tuition, like it doesn't be like you, even in even in Germany, if you don't speak the language, you can still get really cheap school. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's, but that's because Germany has like you know the best economy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and if yeah, you're a lot of money. it's yeah. free. I think if you speak German, it's free. Yeah, if you speak German, it's free. But even even, for me. even here, if you come, if you speak Czech, it's free. Really? Okay, I thought if you came here with a European, is it free here? If you're, no, if you, you have to Czech, be European, right? If you if you can pass the the Czech B one te- uh, language test. So you're saying I could go to FAMU, like the the Czech FAMU, if I just learn Czech. If you can learn Czech, you can feasibly you can feasibly uh, apply to to get into and into your huh. and do it all in Czech. Fact check. Ninety yeah. <laughs> percent. <laughs> okay, let's play us alive, please. Yeah. Cool. I have one. I just I was just gonna ask how did you guys meet each other, but yeah, that's yeah. covered. So okay, uh, let's go back in your brain. Just close your eyes and just rewind time. Go back to the day you came here. First impressions versus now. Let's start with first impressions. What, how, how was it? What, what, what did you think of when you first landed here? What, what was going through your mind? I was excited. Everything felt slightly unfamiliar in a really good way. It wasn't like a intimidating unfamiliarity. It was cool. It was refreshing. And I noticed immediately things that we don't have in the States. Like there was recycling on almost every other corner. Mm. There was like a bunch of small shops. There was a lot of people walking. There's a ton of bicycles, a lot of green spaces, pretty colored buildings. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is awesome. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. in Savannah, yeah, we're a little bit more liberal than the rest of Georgia. We recycle, etc. But you go most places they don't even know what to do with the recycling bin, you know? And that, that to me was huge. I was mm-hmm. like, cause I had been getting more into more into that. Cause I was yeah. part of the um, governing body for the environmental science club in college. So I was starting to become like aware of that in college. Nerd. <laughs> Barely a job. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I just became aware of that. So when I came here, that was like my first thought. I was like, this is cool. They're efficient. They're trying, they're like, they're mm-hmm. trying to be a green state. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciated that. And the public transport. We don't have trams at all or buses or subways yeah. or anything in Savannah or Georgia for that matter. Like Atlanta has not even Atlanta. Atlanta has MARTA, which is one of the worst transport yeah, transportation systems in the world. Like you can look it up. Nobody likes MARTA. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that one. I'll, I'll add to what you said about recycling because I've never recycled in my life. Like in, in Mumbai, it would well, we were forced to separate our wet and dry trash. That's it. <laughs> Just that. And we did not have anything. I think very few people separated their plastics and paper. My mom used to like make us do that. By the end, she would make us like separate the 
wet and the dry but a lot of times well because i lived with my grandparents and you know it it gets difficult mm-hmm. so a lot of people in india were just not wired for that and when i came here it was so confusing i, I didn't even know how to use the dustbins mm-hmm. like because to dispose your trash yourself yeah it was like daunting and we got yelled at by our like land like our apartment someone like the apartment guy who's the dude with all the keys yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, the superintendent or something. He came up, came to our apartment. He was like, you threw everything in like the mixed thing. And we're like, well, yeah, it works, right? It's mixed. And he's like, no, you're wasting. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. I'm sorry. But yeah. What was your first, what were your first impressions? Uh, well, I mean, like literally my very first impression of this was like way back in 2011 when I fell asleep on the bus. <laughs> and I woke up in Prague <laughs> and it was pretty well and I woke up in like like uh, just between Prague and Liberec Liberec is in the north like near the Polish border woke up there and I was like oh this is great like beautiful green rolling mm-hmm. hills and I'm like wow this is wonderful and we got to Prague and I'm like wow this is a really pretty city and then so I, that was my initial first impression I was only here for like 24 hours but most recent time I came here was like, okay, this is it. This is the, like moving to Prague for like the next yeah. couple of years now. You like, you better really like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I was, I was just excited to like see what had changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and my initial uh, impression was like, it's really gotten into a bigger city now. It felt really different. Like. Prague from like 2010, 2011 was like fresh in the EU, like yeah. still was like no Airbnbs. Yeah, not, it was like very, very. It felt very Eastern. I don't like saying that, but it felt like yeah, but it was figuring itself yeah. out still. Yeah, <clears throat> and then Prague of 2018 was like okay, we're in the big leagues now. This is this is no different than Berlin, Amsterdam, Paris. Like we are a big city now, and it felt like it. It's, mm-hmm. It was really busy. It was it was the. Prague is really good at taking care of itself now with like all the street cleaning crews now. They, they, they're really good at yeah, that. Yeah, it almost always yeah. looks it's always perfectly clean. Very taken care of. Yeah. What did you do <clears throat> your first week? Well, I'll tell my first impressions were also like exactly the same. I was even more taken aback by the streets. Like I, I, I thought it, there would be lesser traffic, but mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of traffic. It's yeah. very busy. It's, it's really busy, busy, especially in the centers. It's mm-hmm. like. People love driving here. Even I don't know why they can't drive. Just they're really yeah. bad drivers. Yeah. They're dangerous. So they're they're really bad drivers. drivers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, yeah, it's it's cold, but it's also sharp, and it's not super sharp because it's not super dry. There's a lot of humidity, mm-hmm. and the wind was really clear. Like the air was really clean. Uh, my skin was feeling good, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what did you do your first week? Like well, I mean, let's let's say technically after you chose to move here, let's count it from there. Like my my, my first week, like two thousand eighteen September, like so first like, week. As soon as I get here, get yeah. on the plane, checked into the Airbnb for a week. Then what did I do? Oh, you checked into an Airbnb? Well, uh, so yeah. did I. So why like, find so, a place? So you didn't get school housing? 
So no. you, well, no, we did actually. We we, we got we our accommodation it. documents. But it would have been a room like the size of this with beds in it. <laughs> well, I went into it, so let me tell let me, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, because I I, I lived in school housing for one whole year, so I can sure. I can tell you guys after that what my experience. But yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah, I didn't live there for a whole year. I, I I'm too much of a pretty boy. I couldn't. Do it. <laughs> I just I. So I I moved into an Airbnb for about a week. Um, like I landed here on on September twelfth, which was like you know I flew on nine eleven. Oh, made nice. flying very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, nobody in the airport. Um, That's so weird. And the and the guy the the car I I booked a, a personal transfer from Prague Airport, yeah. and the guy was still late. There was no one there, <laughs> which is something that will be a recurring theme. They're very punctual. Czechs are very punctual with their transit system. But otherwise, yeah, that's about it. That's <laughs> about it. Like, and, and I, I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm sure there might not be. That's fine. But for everything here, the reason is communism. Yes, that's, <laughs> it's not even a joke. It, it really did yeah. do them uh, um, very big. Like it did them dirty. Yeah, it did them dirty. Yeah, I um, forgot the words. Did it, did, it did them something. It did them something. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it did something. It did a dirty. <laughs> Did a dirty number on them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I, I checked in my Airbnb and I just like went around to all the old spots I knew. Like I checked, I was like, hey, I went to Old Town. It's still just as busy. Yeah. Um, I went to my, like uh, Umedvitku. It's a restaurant um, just off of Narodny, heading towards Old Town Square. Mm. Um, it's a, Now it's a really busy place, but it used to be like the last affordable place that served really good Czech food. Okay. I just wanted to have Czech food. Is that the buffet place? No. Okay. No, definitely not. It was the um, like student style buffet place. Never mind. You know where the big yeah. the big Tesco is on Narodny? Uh, yes. Yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mall, on like the that, mall. Yeah, the big mall. My yeah, yeah, yeah. my is what it's called. Mm. Um. So if you're looking towards Wenceslas Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like Narodny's on your right, or no, Tesco's on your right. You go left, and it's like the first little restaurant. Down that street behind okay. the behind the the Cheska bank there. Oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So we go past the street where Friends is, and then <laughs> before Friends, before Friends, very before specific. Friends. Yeah. That's very specific. Yeah, we don't carry can... forward. <laughs> anyway, so I, I went there. I, I just wanted to see where everything was, and then like I started exploring a little bit. Like I was staying down what's called Branik, hmm. just exploring the area. Didn't go to the brewery. I'm really glad I didn't. Oh, it's excellent beer. It's pr- pr- premium <laughs> it's beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, but then after that week, like we had our orientation day, and then the day after, I moved out of my Airbnb, and I moved into the student housing, and that was an experience, and a half. Um, not only was it my first time driving with a, a, a Ukrainian Uber driver. I was Ukrainian. Too. I know yeah. super nice guy and it was and I, I, I knew enough Czech I, he wanted to talk to me and I had no idea why he wanted to talk to me but he did so I'm like he oh, just found you pretty you said you're a pretty boy I'm a pretty boy that's, that, that, that's what I tell myself to feel better um, and he wanted to talk to me as so I'll, I'll, we were speaking like broken Czech English Russian because um, I, I know you, nice. re- residual Russian it was really weird and I said, like, oh, I study security studies. Like, 
بس بس نو
like toiletries of course like i mean yeah, whatever yeah. yeah but yeah except that like anything specific that you did you sacrifice because i i chose to keep a lot of stuff like i didn't bring my tripod which was really heavy and a lot of other things i have a lot of clothes mm-hmm. i couldn't bring all of them even though i had two suitcases my mom shipped me 25 kilos of food and uh, shoes extra shoes and spices because yeah it's everything's pretty bland here compared to india like food wise <laughs> say that again i think no it's everywhere like, everywhere because um yeah a lot of places I I still yeah but I don't know okay uh, <laughs> I don't want to I I I love Czech desert though I think yeah. they really know their way around sugar yeah that's true and baking that's very true they do um but yeah uh, I I couldn't bring all of my clothes and I had to leave my a lot of stuff behind so what did you guys I pretty much brought everything I had. Everything? Like as much as was reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like I had four suitcases. Four suitcases. Do yeah. you pay an extra This man guys? brought like half a library with him. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a good reference when we're writing our thesis. Yeah, he did. He brought right. so many books. Mm-hmm. But they're like academic books yeah. like like uh, just trying to think what I got now. I got like 1984 uh, the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> um, Isn't it in German too? The German version of the, the original. You can yes. read German. I can speak German. Okay. That. <laughs> so you can't read German. You can just speak it. Reading German is a lot more difficult. To be fair, like oh. like literary Germans. Well, I mean, so, so what did you do with the book? I read it. So you can read it. I can read. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 like reading Shakespeare. It's, it's just you have to I've like. Never. Oh, okay. you should. It's a great type. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my f- most favorite activities. Super intuitive. You know? Yeah. Reading Shakespeare. Reading Shakespeare is always like, like, like a yeah. plus 10 experience. Um, okay. No, I, I brought a lot of good books and I, I, I use them occasionally. Um, I probably won't bring them next time I move. Because <laughs> that was like an extra 200 euros that I didn't need to spend. Yeah. Um, so you paid 200 euros for the flight? Like no, the, the flight was like 500 euros. Um, and the bags was another 500 euros. Very so expensive to lot. ship across the yeah. country. Yes. But it was cheaper to bring it than it, it was like more or less the same. I mean, to ship it with me mm-hmm. than, to, than to ship it separately. So it didn't really matter what I did. But I brought like literally everything I had. Like I just purged my clothing. And I might turn some lights on. It's like getting a little too. dark. Like if I like if I didn't wear it, I just didn't bring it. And I brought oh. Lighting. We live in the twenty first century. Yeah, this man has dimmers on his lights because he's got dimmers on his phone lights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some premium technology. <laughs> Dang it, I wanted to curse there. I know I want to say it too. But this yeah. man f's. <laughs> but yeah, I brought like everything I could that I had that that made sense. Mm. It was still like four suitcases. I thought I was gonna be some like cool academic with all my books, and now I'm just a, a degenerate who stays at home. <laughs> Funny how she goes. <laughs> I think I had. I can't remember if I had two or three suitcases originally. Well, you brought a bike. Mm-hmm. No, you bought. You bought that was here. the biggest thing. I was gonna get to that. So I, I came. I think I had two suitcases originally, full clothes, absolutely full clothes. And then I had a big backpack that I brought on the plane with me that had like my computer, my ex, my ex, 
Screw Xbox. My, my PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation 4. PlayStation. My PlayStation 4. Um, all that stuff. My, my, my computer is like 17 and a half inches, so it didn't fit in the bag. It was like hanging out of it the whole time. Um, but yeah, just way too many clothes now looking back. But um, I, I still I had to vet my closet, you know. I, I, would you I'm change from a something? Huge family. Yeah, I would have brought a little bit fewer clothes i didn't need that much and mm. like you end up getting more as you're here too and yeah then now i have to like recycle mm-hmm. my textiles or give them away or something so definitely fewer articles of clothing um the hardest thing for me is that i have four bikes at home that i'm kind of in love with like they're my four girlfriends and i couldn't bring them obviously it's really expensive to ship human trafficking yeah, yeah so <laughs> i had to we say don't goodbye. condone human trafficking in this house um that hurt like I've had I've bought those bikes too you know like those are the ones that I've like specifically curated over a course of like six Ooh. years just to clarify to people who are from like from India or from pe- bikes in this scenario oh. are like bicycles no engines like motor no, yeah, mo- yeah not motorbikes I'm not uh, a rich man because in India <laughs> bikes yeah. are motorbikes motorbikes okay yeah so this is yeah. bicycles no, for, for, for motorbikes would pedals. be like oh <laughs> yeah exactly no no, a lot no, no. of pollution but yeah sorry yeah, no, that's it um that was my saddest thing was i couldn't bring those and something i really missed when i got here was all my tools i had like <laughs> i had a toolbox that i had been curating for years you know everything from bike tools to like regular maintenance tools and then all of a sudden you get here and you like go to ikea and you get the little screwdriver set or whatever but you can't do anything with that uh, yeah that's that's it what about you <laughs> No, I just uh, I I brought a lot of clothes. I a lot, and uh, I don't regret it. Actually, I I wish I had more. <laughs> You've acquired more. I've seen your wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the... I love my clothes. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just good to have options. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would I would have I would have probably brought my tripod as well. I think it kind of uh stopped me from using my camera as much as i would if i had it so that's kind of sad but i think i because i was thinking about what i should bring here for so long that i don't think i would have like made any mistakes i was planning everything for like a year because i had to be sure i just had to be sure about everything it's more planning Um, than i for sure yeah no i because I had I had a lot of uh, friends who would always um, just ask me or anyone in, on WhatsApp, like, is anyone coming to America? I forgot, like, I would like to have this, I would like to have that. And no one would give it to them. Yeah. And then they'd be sad, they'd have to buy it there. So I was like, no. No. No, no regrets. Um, but yeah. Uh, I what the the other thing I wanted to ask because this is something that I experienced a lot. Um, did you guys experience a culture shock like when you moved here? Did you think? Did you feel like things were that? Because it it this would differ a lot for like us because like me being from India, it's things are really different <laughs> than uh, here. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know that much about you. I, I have no idea about culture in Canada, especially because I I don't have any point of reference for well, your culture. Imagine like America, but quieter and more and a little bit little bit more polite. 
but like like everything that you associate with American culture is like almost like I'm probably gonna get hate for this. <laughs> We're very very similar, like eighty percent the same. Like even to the point to the point that James and I sound similar should yeah. be an indication. Especially considering we're on opposite ends of the continent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, like we're we're quieter people. We're a little more, we have we're we're a little more British in the way that we like our manners a lot more. Um, we're reserved, but we're like, we can be polite, rude. The way I say it, <laughs> like Americans will just, will just get loud and angry, and we'll just we'll just be kind of petty about it in a way. Passive aggressive. No. Not quite. Almost. That's why I say polite rude. Okay. Because it's not quite passive aggressive, but it's like just the way the word thinks. Okay. Um, but I mean, otherwise, like picture like American or British culture or actually, I think we're probably closer to like Australians of anything in a lot hmm. of aspects, but like American culture is like first and then Australian, British hmm. second. So um, did you get a culture shock like when you came here were things too so different that you were like oh no what well, what is I'm a bad frame of reference for that one because I already was like exposed yeah, was a lot to Czech culture and Czech and Slovak culture and he already knew the pleasantries in conversation too like he could say hello at a store and yeah like I've, I, I kind of like well, I won't claim to speak Czech but <laughs> like I, I know how the language works a little bit so I can like I, I can say ahoy well, I, I, when, when it came to like hanging out with our little friend group, I, I was the yeah. one fixing the problems if there was one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I was more than capable of doing that on my own. Like I was used to like how the culture is here, which mm-hmm. like can be can be can be very cold if they don't know you. Yeah. Um, and it can be very it's a, it's an introvert culture here. Yeah. Which is like very different from like North American culture, where it's like. Not necessarily extroverted, but it's like it's on display. Mm, yeah. Like you, you, what you do is is happening at like you, when you when you leave your house, expect to be talked to yeah. and prepare accordingly. Whereas yeah. here, like it's all oh, in America in North North America, you can like leave your house in like sweats and a hoodie, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Here, everyone looks like models. Like yeah. yeah. And the metros, like when I go to work, I just look at people and. I just feel so, like intimidated. Yeah, I'm. I look at them, and I feel like I need to go shopping. Like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? I, I look so. Like, I don't. I don't want to call brand names, so I'm trying to like to myself. Yeah, but like at the same time, like they 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 dress nicely, but it's also like introverted, right? So they, they yeah, they don't talk. They they, they don't want to talk to you, and like. I, I'm fine with that. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. I don't want to be talked to when I'm in the metro. Yeah. I don't want to be... Like, if I'm standing in a queue, someone like tapping my shoulder and be like, long line, huh? And I'm like... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what I, do you want I, me to say? Yes? I never <laughs> liked that. I never liked that about, about, about Canadian culture. And, like, it was always felt weird. Like, I'm, just, oh, I'm just existing in my personal bubble. Leave me alone. And that was kind of nice about Czech. Um, as well, like... I mean, the only thing that really messed with me was like the restaurant culture. I just ah uh, yeah. I just haven't. I, I like I can get everything else perfectly fine. Like I have like a Czech mindset in a way. Mm. Restaurants still mess with me. We could I, do a whole podcast on restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's not get into that too much. There's probably a dozen podcasts about that. Anyway, so let's just say they're not the most pleasant people 
when it comes to the service yeah. industry. Service is a little uh, slow <laughs> and a little a not enthusiastic. Yeah. Be- that's okay. Yeah, that's okay as yes. long as you're getting good food. Yeah. yeah. I guess you get used to it. You right. just you have like that's what I learned. You just have to accept it. Things yeah. are different because this country has been through a lot. Like mm-hmm. uh, especially because I was talking to Mishan. Uh, I was I was so confused as to why people are obsessed with meat and potatoes so much, and she was like, "Well, that's all we got. Like this country didn't have anything else. Yeah, all everyone was forced to eat that, and people didn't get vegetables. They couldn't buy it buy it here, yeah. and you wouldn't get fruits here." And so now people are apprehensive. People still want to, like, a lot of people are still living in nostalgia. People, some people are just used to that. Yeah. So it's, it makes sense. It's kind of, it, it's kind of, it's a nice contrast where it's like North America is like veganism is the huge thing and like always trying new vegetables and getting yeah. everything in perfectly. And here, I I wouldn't say it's like contentedness, but it's just like, it yeah, works for us to have true. like, like, like every couple of days. Yeah. Like I I know I know someone who would eat like um, paprika chicken, like up to three times a week, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you not get bored of this? Paprika, that's too prolific in this country. Like everything is paprika. This whole <laughs> part of the world is paprika. <laughs> but I mean, like if if that's what works for you, like I mean, and there's there's all obviously a reason for it. Yeah. So if it works, it works. Can't, we're not really one to judge. Well, yeah. Especially the older ones are just used to it. Yeah. And so it just gets passed down. Yeah. 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 Older people. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it either. It's like. No, it feels good. People are happy, so. I like it. It's a little unexciting, um, but it's good. It's like consistently decent food. Yeah. Food is still a small part of culture, but yeah. I was I w- I don't know I was thinking more of because to for me the social life was very uh, different uh, especially because in India well language is a barrier already yeah. mm-hmm. because I cannot just make friends here I I, well, I had friends at school but it's always better to have local friends mm-hmm. friends who that like was people big struggle. yeah it, w- it was so difficult and at one point I was just lost I I was so out of touch from it just felt like I, my whole life was not connected to this place mm-hmm. and I was just living in a bubble where it was all people who were from the same background as me and we were all just speaking Hindi and I was I was just like what is happening it was like one and a half two months and I just I needed I needed to be connected to this place or else it would just I don't know it I life didn't feel that fulfilling yeah you're not connected to it Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everything just feels distant. It can be very alienating, and, and that that same introvertedness like is also like a like a bad thing when it comes to like you can't make friends easily, mm-hmm. and yeah. even if you do have access to check people, local people, yeah, that doesn't mean that they're gonna want to talk no. to you. Like, yeah, it's not like you can just walk. It's like we made friends perfectly easily with other foreigners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That was really easy, yeah. and that's. Yeah probably a big struggle for a lot of like immigrants expats expats is just bourgeois immigrants yeah expats yeah, yeah, like yeah. white immigrants yeah I heard <laughs> somewhere though that a lot of the reason is that because Prague has such a reputation for being sort of a destination place for not 
like for a, for a limited period of time. Yeah. The Czech population gets so used to these people coming and just leaving. Yeah. So they don't want to dedicate all their time and emotions and whatever to knowing somebody that's going to leave in two years. That makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's just, you know, most people that come here don't stay here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a big expat community because expat can also be about, there is one definition of it which would say that it's just uh, people who are rich who are immigrants but the if I was looking into it because I wanted to name this podcast the expat gang but mm-hmm. I was like oh, I don't know I just wanted to be like ah, I'm brown but I can say expat so I'm like re- not changing the <laughs> meaning of the word but uh, I looked into it and it means the differentiation between expat and immigrant immigrant is an expat leaves and immigrant stays mm. so that is why I think that that does make a lot of sense now that I think of it because so many people here, they're not becoming permanent residents. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are temporary residents mm-hmm. and they just bounce to some other EU country. Yeah, it's like a stepping off point for yeah. Europe. <laughs> yeah. It's like Europe on easy mode. <laughs> yeah. It unfortunately is because it's, it's, it it's cheaper than yeah. most other parts of Europe and then there's lots of jobs. Well, there were yeah. lots of jobs. How, how much would you say a person uh, like would spend Per month to live here living like our kind of lifestyle student doing their uh, higher studies uh, living in um, like an average household depends with on roommates how, like what your expenses and extravagance level is and stuff but average ballpark let's say something like you eat US dollars yeah US in US dollars, dollars yeah I can I can I convert. would say you could live well and comfortable on like $900 a month, like very comfortably. If with rent, if you're splitting rent with a few people and not living on your own, that's food, that's groceries, that's like a few beers you know, on the weekend plus rent. 900 would be like 20, 23,000, something around that something crowns. Like that, yeah. That's that not would, struggling, you know, that's yeah. like mm. easy living. Yeah, mm-hmm. for India that would be around like 60 65,000 rupees and that's pretty yeah it's it's decent for Europe that's like so cheap yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's for really America right. that would be 2500 it's oh, easy yeah well just rent depends like on depends on, are, depends on yeah. where you are yeah if yeah, you're in a yeah. student city like, it's cheaper um I can really quickly go over the culture shock thing so I didn't yeah, touch yeah, yeah. on that um so for me if I had come from the south without any European family it would be a huge culture change because in the South, I like not only expect to be spoken to, I look forward to it. <laughs> like you go out in public, you're like, I'm going to talk to strangers today. It just happens. Like you'd be standing in line and exactly. Someone's like, sheesh, I've been here for 20 minutes. And you're like, oh, tell me about it. And by the end of it, you're talking about each other's like childhood friends. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's weird. <laughs> and Savannah's not a very big town. So like, I will probably know somebody, you know, if we, mm. if we meet each other, it's 250,000 people. Um, and if they're in the same age bracket, like mm. I know what school you went to, I know who you went to school with, etc. But coming from uh, like a half European family side, like I felt super at home here because like you go to Stockholm to visit family, and you know people are a little quieter, a little more reserved. Everybody stands like five feet away from each other at the mm-hmm. bus stop, and nobody talks to each other openly unless there's a reason to. So, you know, I was kind of, I already kind of liked that too. It's sort of, sort of a break from like the <laughs> embrace of southernness. Yeah. And um, I always felt a little like 
more similar to my Swedish side of my family rather than my dad's adopted family because mm-hmm. he comes from like a big Irish Catholic Italian <laughs> mixed family where it's yeah. like that's overwhelming loud and fun and crazy but a little overwhelming if you're kind of quiet so I, I liked it to be honest I don't like feeling like I'm being um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like they're kind of rude at stores or like yeah. I'm being patronized and uh, oh. that's a little bit annoying when they look at you like you're an idiot. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm yeah. here to study something. I don't have time to also master your language. Yeah, oh, I mean, check stores. Okay, yeah. yeah, check stores, check stores. I thought you meant, meant like stores back in Savannah. No, no. <laughs> God, no. Like, that's there. You're like, oh. look at him. He's like blonde and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would. Yeah, no. And when I go to Sweden, they start speaking to me in Swedish. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I know. It's just the looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I kind of like it, though. You know, at first I was a little put off by the rudeness, but now I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah. like that, like barely talking to. And that's yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You you get a grow skin, like take skin for it. For me, it was super like disheartening in the beginning. I I'm like Mumbai. It's, you know, everyone talks to each other. Also, just like America, not not as much. Because when I went to Colorado, it was insane. Like even the airport <laughs> security was talking to me. Yeah. You don't you don't get that in Mumbai, but um, in it's still it's still like you know to cut the silence. People talk, and someday sometimes you meet people who would want to talk, uh, and that's okay. But it's also more population in Mumbai, so there's a lot more people. You don't feel like you're alone mm. whenever. And in Prague, I would walk streets and there would be no one almost every night. Where I was living, and it was still like a Meritska, like near Nami Stemiru. Yep. Mm-hmm. Super, like, really good neighborhood, but yeah. always so empty. And I would, I was so scared at night. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm scared of the dark anyways. You're in, like an upper middle class bougie neighborhood, though. Yeah. No, Misty but is like, it's not, <laughs> no, but for high real estate. <laughs> it feels different because, well, there's also the racial aspect to it where pe- yes, a lot yes. of people think I'm like Romani. No, because, yeah. uh, yeah, there's some. Or Muslim. Yeah, I've been asked um, to show to remove my mask to show if I have a Muslim beard or not. Really? Um, really? Once, yeah, to for for the when we were going um, uh, to find apartments. Jesus. Uh, yeah, the landlord was like, "Can you remove your mask?" And he saw. And he was like, "Ah, which religion are you?" And I was like, "Hindu." And he's like, "Good, good." Stay Hindu, and I'm like, okay. That's but yeah, uh, never mind. Yikes. Yeah, so that experience hasn't been super um, fun, but it's it's not that I encounter this stuff like in root, like you know, again, like repeatedly. Mm. It's a once in a blue moon kind of situation. Other times, it's a very passive aggressive racist where people just disregard you or just stare at you, and they just they're just curious. A lot of times they just wanna, yeah. There's a there's a big staring culture here. I think mm-hmm. people just look at you. It's it's more. Yeah, no, I don't know why. They're studying you. Yeah, they're like looking but at you as a specimen. Like in check to check. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's yeah. it's check to check as well. Yeah. I get it though. I like I like people watching. So like. You like people watching? Yeah. But okay. people watching it is like, oh, that's cool. He, he, he has a cool bag. Or I like her dog. Yeah, I'm not yeah, staring. Like, eye contact. contact. This is like, yeah, like this is like gimmick. Yeah. I've had that happen and I'm like, oh, God. Like, like what who are you are doing? You? <laughs> like, staring at me. That's why it's intimidating. Like, yeah. People yeah. watching it. You can look at my clothes. You look at my jacket. It's good. But yeah. don't look into my eyes all this, like, for <laughs> 10 minutes straight. Into my soul. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is a little heavy, Uh-oh. this question. But... 
what was the most difficult day that you spent here and did you ever feel like just giving up and just moving back home go with james that first, was very recently for me um okay so like during covid because of lockdowns um i was basically impossible for me to renew my visa within the country because it had like gotten past the point of where i had enough time to do it because of lockdown so by the time i started getting it done it was a little too late hmm. so then i had to go on to my 90-day tourist visa then i just had to hope that i didn't get found out by the police yeah and there was at one point where the people i've been working with for like four months now to get my visa were like you know german borders are closed i was supposed to go to berlin to get my visa Your borders are closed again we don't know what to do and uh, at that day i was like you know, by the end of the week, I've got to decide, like, am I, am I going to risk getting arrested and deported out of Europe for the next three years? Or am I going to pack up my stuff and go home and hope that I can come back within the next few months? And that was really scary. Like, there's a couple days there where my girlfriend and I were just like, what do we do? Like, I've been with a girlfriend now for over a year. So, it was, you know, it's kind of serious. We live together. It's not just they, they know her. Like, I'm saying girlfriend yeah. because Alex out of context. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. She will yeah. come on the podcast yeah, yeah. after a while. So we had like a big conversation. It was sad. There were tears. We were both really stressed out. But then a couple of days later, Germany and we, I think, both went back to orange on the scale yeah, yeah, from yeah. red. Borders were open up. And then last week I managed to go to Berlin, get my temporary stamp i'm you know now on the process again of getting my visa legal so you know there was some dark time there for a couple of days where i was coming to terms with having to leave and not being able to come back for at least half a year and that Damn. wasn't great because you no know, i haven't been home in a year neither has connor like we've not been able to go home since last christmas yeah but you know i would have rather have stayed here another half a year with the possibility of going home legally and returning legally <laughs> when it's all over than to have gone home and then just been stuck there with covid us is a nightmare still so yeah that was my it's very recent otherwise yeah. it's been really nice being <laughs> in this country like and that's not the czech republic's fault that's you know global this is covid yeah i just want to say that if james hadn't messed up his visa him and i could have gone on holiday together but yeah I had to just go into well, Montenegro, you know, that's... With everything paid for. Yeah, too. I had already bought the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Then I had a consolation trip to Vienna. Pretty nice. That's okay, <laughs> it's okay. Trips come, trips go. <laughs> Legal residence stays for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crucial. Let me get my blue card. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I went through a lot of, like... A lot kind of similar stuff when COVID had just started like the pandemic had just started because my visa was expiring in May of this year and I had I don't I did not have any visa for like 120 days and I was scared that they might just reject it mm -hmm. and then I would have been illegal for that whole time but then yeah a lot of people told me yeah, they changed the regulations you're allowed to stay while it's getting processed you don't have to worry about it and uh, that was fine. I'm still waiting for my employee card, but I'm still legal, so yep. it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm just I just can't get paid yet. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, do you, did you have any day which where you felt like I might just go home? Like it's too difficult. I don't think so. I don't think I haven't hit a dark spot like that hmm. um 
Oh, that's I mean, good. I mean, I already know I have to go home because I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got let go from my job. So yeah. that's that. I, I mean, I guess that sort of fits the bill, but also that, that doesn't because I already know that I have to go. Yeah. It wasn't like, do I go or not? I was like, nah, well, that's kind of it. I think the no, I think the dark dark day, not about deciding where to go home, was telling these guys that I, that yeah. I have to go. Yeah, because we all live together. Alex, Alex, and James, and me, and that was not a fun day. Yeah. That was like, I mean, you guys knew immediately because it was like, hey, and then we got drunk afterwards. But <laughs> yes, we did. But <laughs> I mean, as an adult who has been living on his own for nearly three years, or. Let's say three years. Yeah, let's say three um, years. Like there's some time on and off in Vancouver and Prague. I don't know. Um, as an adult, how do you deal with that effectively? Well, by not thinking about it mm. and drowning it out, and we'll deal with that problem later. Um, but I don't. Other than that, I don't really think I have a dark point that really fits the bill. No, that's mm. no. I don't think I can think of one. I think I, I mean I've had like sad spots, but not like. Anything where like this is it? I I probably should think about going home. No, I'm just yeah, that's yeah. good. I just wanted to ask yeah. this because mm-hmm. a lot of people think that it's so difficult to move away from everyone, from your mm-hmm. parents, from your family, <clears throat> from all of your friends, and a lot of people think that I might just want to bail mm-hmm. and I might want to go home again. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do it. I don't think I'm strong enough. And I don't think it's that difficult. Mm-mm. It's difficult for a few like months, but it's not that difficult that you feel like, no, I should just bail. Yeah. But it's also okay to have feelings like this. Yeah, like, it I, is. Like, it's I would love essential. It makes it everything else better when you have those days too. You really appreciate the days where everything is going well for you. Yeah. yeah. Those dark days. Yeah. It also yeah. helps you grow as a person, like to go to face those hardships mm-hmm. where you can't do anything about such things. Mm-hmm. You, you learn how to just how amazing humans are at adapting to any given situation though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But I do have one more point actually that like should have been the first thing I said. But last year my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And like I had sort of we I had known for like a, a while before I even left that it was he was not doing well. You know, and the hardest thing wasn't losing him. The hardest thing was having to stay here and not being able yeah. to go home for the funeral or anything. So, you know, obviously I was close with him, and like my grandmother's still alive, my mother still very close to him. So that was rough, but it wasn't unexpected. It wasn't like a surprise. He yeah. had been unwell, and he lived a very long, healthy life. But that was another, um, like, on visa related, that was a dark day where I had to just yeah. sort of, you know, come to terms with not being able to be home. Mm-hmm. And that was the only time where I was like, God, I wish I could just fly home for a day, but yeah. the finances aren't there. It's just not feasible to do that. So, yeah. But again, like, with friends I was with you outside of Globe yeah. when that happens yeah. it's easy to you know not necessarily forget what's going on but like to come to terms with it when you've got a good group of people around you so yeah. that's all you need like if you're gonna yeah. move somewhere make friends <laughs> like, yeah. let's that brings to what I was gonna say was well, the darkest day that I felt was my grandfather passing away this year and during COVID where I was in well the whole country was in quarantine mm-hmm. and well I had like all the funds and everything to go back but well the country was in lockdown and no one knew that my grandfather was gonna pass away it was not planned he was feeling unwell and my parents gave me like three days notice and uh, they were like he's in the ICU and 
things we don't know how things will go and then one day before they were like um it's not looking good they've given us 12 hours and mm. i was like damn and uh, yeah he was just um, i had to video call them and uh just uh, he wanted to see me like before he went away so that was really rough and just seeing my dad break down mm. and uh, after that everything like even uh, i've i felt closer to my parents even though we're so far away it just feels like uh the more hardships that because it was so difficult for my dad to he uh, he wished he had uh, been closer to his dad and he was telling me that um you know we should stick closer together now because trust me you do not want to experience what i experienced mm-hmm. you do not want to feel like you um regret anything so let's just let's just be friends let's just be better friends so yeah if that was yeah that was difficult and uh, but that's rare and that would have been difficult even if i was there yeah that's true so looking back i feel like um it yeah it made me a way stronger person um Absolutely. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, an experience. <laughs> okay. This is something I wanted to talk about. Is there what is the silliest thing you've seen in Prague? Like something you just looked at you like what what the fu- I'm thinking of something we've seen hell. we've seen together um recently ish this year. uh with the dude in the trash can <laughs> we were going back from the grocery store and we're at the top of the staircase and at the bottom of the staircase is the big recycling bin and all we see are two skinny little legs <laughs> wiggling around just man in emo jeans <laughs> hanging out of the textile like recycling black skinny jeans just kind of <laughs> it's kind of normal <laughs> that was weird um, it wasn't even a whole- He wasn't even a homeless guy. Yeah, he was like nice skinny jeans and he just wanted to vibe. <laughs> he just wanted to check out what's up. Yeah. We have that on video. We can we do. you can add that to the end. Yeah, it's yeah, on Reddit yeah. for everyone to see. Bonus episode. <laughs> that was that was amazing. That was wonderful. That's so um our, our true check experience. Um mine mine's kind of like probably everyone's seen it who's been to Prague. Um there's this dude who I guess used to sit on Wenceslas Square and he plays the the keyboard with one of those horse masks on his face. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean I mean I was going can't say our same one. So yeah. that's like my my favorite I walked past him like when I was working at Charles University I walked past him like a couple times a week and he'd just be there doing his thing. Yeah. With a horse mask on his face playing like like Kalinka or something. completely irrelevant and just perk my day up really silly there's always like little weird things that you see yeah exactly yeah, really, really for me it's yeah there's so many but they're all like i can't recall a lot of them but the one i recall instantly whenever i think of something really silly is just i once saw cooked spaghetti on a tram station oh as you do just <laughs> yeah just cooked spaghetti like a whole like 200 grams i think yeah 
of just I this so weird. Why was it cooked? <laughs> it could have been raw spaghetti. Was it could have been Was just, there like sauce? No. <laughs> it was just plain plain spaghetti, just no sauce. Just imagine um putting it just boiling it. Putting it in a bag. Going to the tram just, station. <laughs> yeah, just spilling it on the, on the tram Were tram station. Were you at least like near a restaurant? No. It's just on a tram station. I was going to think, well, like maybe like Czech Gordon Ramsay got mad at someone yeah. and like threw the, their overcooked spaghetti <laughs> out the window. But. Oh, God. No oh, oh, I have one really small weird one. I was on a bus. I remember where I was going. I was leaving town. Um, and there was a guy in the middle of a very busy intersection, like a four-way intersection, at his car, hmm. filling the gas tank with a little petrol canister, like a small one, just okay. like in the middle of this busy intersection, just like filling up gas <laughs> in his car. And I was like, there's so many places you could have stopped and done this, but you're at the front of a red light with like six cars behind you. Just <laughs> head. That was, and you can see that anywhere, but I was just mm. like, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One... I don't know. There's this one experience. I wouldn't call it silly. It was a little scary. But now looking back, I laugh at it a lot. But there was this guy. Um, I, w- I would go home uh, in the school housing that I was in. And uh, every night I would like... Um, we had like socializing sessions where we would all hang out with the actors and cinematographers. Everyone would hang out together and talk. Our school was like encouraging us to... Uh, get to know each other because we have to work on projects hmm. and uh, one day I was coming back it was around 12 31 uh, at night and I was empty no one there I go there there's this dude I've seen him once or twice before but I've never interacted with him he comes up to me with a suitcase and uh, he stops me he says he just he just puts his hand like in the front and just does the stop sign thing to me puts the suitcase on the floor opens up the suitcase and there's just clothes inside like tucked tightly nicely folded clothes and he's like polo shirts 500 crowns and I'm like what? (laughs) you wanna whose suitcase is this? (laughs) you wanna sell me clothes at 1am? And I was like, no, I don't want any. It's good. And he's like, touch it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, this is pre-COVID, but still. I was like, yeah. no, I don't want to touch it. I don't want anything to do with this. And uh, he was like, you will buy it, a 500 crowns. And I was like, no, I will not buy it. <laughs> and then he was like, do you have change? And I was like, oh, okay. So should I just give him some change? <laughs> like he was like begging for it. So I was like, I don't know. I felt bad. And then he just talked to me. He didn't let me go home. And he was like, give me change. And I was like, oh shit, am I being robbed for change? <laughs> so I opened my wallet, I give him 20 crowns. And he sees more coins inside and, and notes. And he's like, you have more. Give me more. You will give me more. And I was like, no, I will not give you more. <laughs> and he's like, you will give me more. He's coming closer. And I just, I just like speed walk to, to my to my door, open the door, and just close the door. And he's just standing there. But yeah, I, I got I got uh, robbed for twenty crowns. 20 crowns. Should have just grabbed the suitcase. And <laughs> <laughs> it was not the clothes were not that good. They were like used. No, nobody wears polo anymore. Like. <laughs>
We were moving into our new house. We were buying furniture. This lady posted furniture <laughs> oh, for, no. for it was like two chairs and, and a table, all the same from IKEA. Yeah. Precisely eight hundred and eighty eight crowns. Whatever that, is, whatever that is in US dollars. Eight eighty eight. We we're like great. We have, we showed up with, with our money without coins. This is important. Yeah. <laughs> we showed up and she's this like French lady, I think. She was, she was really weird. She was definitely she not checked. Yeah. Definitely not checked. She was like she was she was eccentric. Yeah. We we're like, great, here's your money. I was like, we, we don't have the twelve crowns difference, so here's nine hundred. Great. And she's like, I wanted eight eighty eight. Like, like we're giving you more. Well, we're giving you nine hundred. <laughs> She's like, but the whole point of this one was to show up so you'd have eight hundred eighty-eight crowns. Like, I'm not, I can't just pull <laughs> eight crowns out of nowhere. I can make you eight eighty. I can make you eight ninety. I could make you eight eighty-eight. I'll have to go down to the shop first. Yeah. We didn't say that. We were yeah. just like, we just kind of looked at each other. Yeah, what do we do with this <laughs> and she's like it's fine just give me 800 so we got 88 crowns off <laughs> when we offered her 900 it's not that much it's like 50 cents more yeah. but we got like like almost 40 US dollars discount 40? Uh, like no. 80 no no it's sorry, sorry, 4 dollars excuse me excuse me math is hard yeah, 4 dollars <laughs> yeah. we got 4 dollars discount yeah so we, we came out with four fifty. If you think about it, we were prepared to save nine hundred. Bank, yeah. yeah. Still yeah. have the table. Some numeral, numerology uh, kind of stuff, you know. Numer There's a lot of, of witch witch enthusiasts. Witchcraft, yeah, witchcraft enthusiasts in Prague. Yeah, there's witch stores. Yeah, there are.